everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is episode 143, if you counted them all, but actually it's season three, episode 43. I'm Craig. My name is Britt. And we are back for take two of this week. <laughs> oh my god, what a shit show Wednesday. I apologize to anybody who was a part of our attempt at a live feed on Wednesday. We're new to live, we're live streaming. It's a new thing for us. We had no idea that Facebook put such flimsy controls so that if you open just a public Facebook Live, that some troll can just jump on there and hijack it with stupid-ass comments. I'm, we had no idea. So, I, you know, at the end of that night, and I was so frustrated by the end of it, I was like, Craig, we'll record later this week. I'm just not dealing with it. I'll keep the list. We'll record later this week. And then, of course, the conversation became, well... If we're going to wait till Thursday to record, we should wait for the schedule to come out. And then I looked and saw that the scheduling special was a three-hour ordeal. <laughs> and I went, I'm not sitting through three hours of this. I'll go get it online, which it was all online five minutes after. At 8.05, I was able to really? go to NFL.com and look at the entire schedule. Oh, yeah. It was all there. I could go by week. I could go by team. Can I just say right off the bat, I am so excited. The Kansas City Chiefs are in the New York metro area or on national television seven times this year. That's crazy. I don't think I've ever seen the Chiefs seven times this season, except for the couple of years that Sean had the NFL package. And I would go to his house every Sunday. To, we'd watch the Bears and the, and the, and the Chiefs. That, oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be fantastic. But I'm getting ahead of us. Let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking? Uh, well, in this little blue bag, I mean, it's not as fancy as the bag Sean gave you, but... No, it's it's functional. It it's, is. It serves its, it's purpose. very functional. Yes. I have a can of Blood Orange Blonde by Brewport. Oh, you went to Brewport. Uh, it's a leftover from the other week. It was really Laura's, okay. but now I'm drinking it. Are, are you are you short on beer? Do we need to like get a fundraiser going? No, no, I have beer. I mean, you're just saving the good stuff for the happy hour later. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Craig and I have a happy hour after this, so we will only be drinking one beer. I'm drinking uh, a two juicy. Uh, full disclosure: Wednesday, I was so upset and so angry that I walked out of the Frank Gore Extension Studios and I poured my two juicy down the sink. That's sad. And my the look on my wife's face was who are you <laughs> and then the look on her face was abject terror as she realized i better leave him the frick alone for a little while he just poured an entire glass of too juicy down the drain he must be really pissed off and he just opened and it too i had i had and i had thought about drinking it and i was like no i don't even want to drink it now i don't even want the beer i was so ugh. lesson learned let's move on burning hot takes given or re receiving i will give all right what do you got uh the first thing uh relating to the schedule and like the tv schedule mm -hmm. you may have noticed there's another team that has a lot of games on national tv the dallas cowboys they always do no no it's a team Patriots. it's Everybody a team that Patriots. last year went seven and nine and they got a ton of national exposure. They have no, no, no. Well, they will this year. They went seven nine last year, and, and they earned national exposure. Yes, they went seven and nine, and they're going to have. Uh, let's see here. Da, 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 da. 
five games on national TV. It's got to be the Bucks because Tom Brady's there. Now. It is the Bucks. Yeah. So my question is: Does Tom Brady and the Bu- and the new Bucks constitute five national games, uh, or is this just everyone curious about how Tom Brady's going to do? I think it. I think what it is is it depends on who they're playing and when. Um, so I want. I want to see. Hold on a second. I'm going to pull up the uh, NFL schedule. I want to see exactly who they're playing and when. I want to see which games we're talking about. Because this is going to be, I'm sure they're looking, oh, this is the revenge factor. All right, let's see here. Okay, so I'm just looking for night games. I'm just looking for 8 p.m. starts or later. Okay, at Bears on October 8th, what the hell is the interest of Brady versus the Bears? I have none. (laughs) At Raiders, October 25th, yeah, because... Oakland and and the Bucks have a fantastic rivalry. Other than the fact that John Gruden is back with the Raiders, maybe you know, I, I don't New know why that for matters. Them, maybe. Oh, here we go. Bucks at Giants. Why? I mean, followed we would see that, days, but followed six days later. This is an important point. So, if the schedule holds, because again, we're still dealing with a virus. If the schedule holds on uh, November second, they'll play in New York. The Bucks. Okay. They then have to go home for the Saints six days later. They play a Monday-Sunday back-to-back. Ew. So they get only six days to recover and prepare for Drew Brees and the Saints to come in. Uh, okay, Saints are the, the best team in the division. Okay, maybe 8 815 uh, game on November 23rd against at home against the Rams. <laughs> Why? They're not even the best team in their own division. I'm, I, I No. I, I this is this is purely Tom Brady. This is purely Tom Brady and it's it's annoying. That's my take on it. What do you think? Yeah, the same the same thing. I mean, yeah maybe one or two games, but five, I don't know. It's really just I think everyone just wants to see Tom Brady in another uniform. Yeah. Like when people want to see Michael Jordan you know, play for the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um I think the Chiefs play at the Bucks this year. I think. Oh, is that one of the Chiefs games? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh. But you t- talk about a game that should matter, right? It, it, Brady's going to try and win another Super Bowl at 45. The defending Super Bowl champion should be the kind of team you would want to see him against in, in primetime, wouldn't you say? I would think so. I mean, more so I than the Raiders. The were, there it is, November 29th. They play the Kansas City Chiefs. Why isn't that a primetime game? If the freaking Bucks and the Giants are a primetime game, why the hell isn't that a primetime game? Or the Bucks and the Bears. Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> it feels like they've lined up. Honestly, it feels like they've lined up easy games to make them look good. <laughs> it does. It does. It feels like they've lined up easy games to look for. So. I, you know, as before we move on, I've done some, I've done some research. I read a lot of stuff on ESPN. ESPN's got people calling the different divisions and everything. They've got the Giants and the Bears both sub 500 this year. Really? So why would you? Why? Yes, they've got, and that's their home beat reporters. This is a Giants beat reporter says they're only going to win six games this year. This is a guy in Chicago who says the Bears are only going to win seven games this year. So why would that be a prime time event? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like a it's like a high school team that's really good mm-hmm. scheduling a game against a school that's not that good for their homecoming. Right. That's it. That's <laughs> and yes, it. And we both folks, high schools that. did that. Just so you know. Oh, are you kidding me? Craig and I went to those. We did, we did that. <laughs> I went to a school called Fairfield Prep. By the way, a big shout out to the Fairfield Prep guys, especially Tim Devine. I found out that we've got a lot more listeners from my old high school days than I knew about, and I appreciate every one of them. Thank you, guys. Um, my old high school, Fairfield Prep, used to play Craig's old high school, yes. Notre Dame, every For Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving day. And wasn't it like 20-something straight years that you hadn't beaten us? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't we bad. didn't win when I was there either. No, but like three or four years after you graduated, you guys did. Yeah, I don't know what happened. happened they like, I think actually what happened, this guy that was a year ahead of me became the athletic director eventually, and they right. just all of a sudden got good at sports. I don't know what happened. I don't know what he did. But well, yeah. I know what happened. It's a private school, and they don't have to recruit from the same kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Remember, St. Joe, St. Joe's got in trouble for all sorts of violations in the early 90s. Again, unless you live in Southern Connecticut, none of this makes a lick of sense. All right, we'll move on. All right, so my question for you. Let's stick on the, the topic of the schedule. So we knew that the Chiefs were likely to host the first game, or at least a primetime game, on week one. Even last year when it was the 100th season, and they wanted to do the two oldest franchises playing each other in week one. The Patriots still got the Sunday night game. So I want to list for you. that. So did you see who the Chiefs are playing in week one? I did not. Who are they playing? They're hosting the Houston Texans. <laughs> oh, dear God. And the word on the street is that Andy Reid is going to walk across the, the field and offer Bill O'Brien a 24-point lead for probably whatever good players are still on his team. Um, I can see him taking that bet. And yes, and he will shake hands on it in the middle of, in the middle of the field, and then yell to the league office that he's just made a trade. So, so my question to you is: Did the schedule makers get this right? I'm going to tell you the other seven people they play at home. The Chiefs. We'll go one by one. Yes, okay. you tell me just yay or nay, and then you can give me your reasoning at the end. Yay or nay? Better choice than the Texans. So let's keep in mind, so they play in the AFC West. So the Raiders? Okay. Yes or no? No. Better than the Texans. Broncos? Nee, not yet. Chargers? Uh, 50-50, so no. I'd rather see the Texans than the Chargers. Okay, so that's the division. Okay. Outside the division, they're hosting the Carolina Panthers. Ooh, Yes. You would rather see the Panthers at the Chiefs than the Texans at the Chiefs? Uh, because of their new quarterback, new coach. Okay. McCaffrey. Yes. So the Panthers are okay. The Jets. <laughs> Moving on. The Falcons. Moving no. on. The last one's the Patriots. Ooh. Better opening game. Pats at Chiefs or Texans at Chiefs? Pats at Chiefs. I have to agree. The Texans were my second choice behind the Patriots just because don't forget this whole chief resurgence started two years ago or three years ago at this point now with the Chiefs going to New England and shocking the defending champion. Yes. Yep. The the Pats would love some vengeance. Now keep in mind, I think the Pats have won the last two matches since, but still. Still, it's, it sticks with you. 
This is the first time I think the Patriots are going to travel to Kansas City in quite a while. Probably since, and, yeah. I yeah. actually well, don't know when. at least since Andy Reid's been there. I think probably since before Andy Reid. So before they were good. Definitely Patrick Mahomes has never played at home against the Patriots, except maybe if I'm forgetting a, page, uh, a playoff game that I doubt I'm forgetting. But So so you think the best home opener would have been Patriots at, uh, I'm sorry, Panthers or Patriots? Out of Pick those, one of those two? The Patriots, well, the Patriots for the drama, but the Panthers, just because I feel like they're a new team and McCaffrey's always fun to watch. So, Are you throwing the Texans right out? Are you just yes. basically deciding between the Panthers and the Patriots? <laughs> yes. So make a decision. Make You're the schedule maker. Panthers or Patriots, go. Uh, to get more people to watch the Patriots. Yeah, Pats, Chiefs would have been my, my ideal scenario. I'll take Texans, Chiefs. I'll take it. Because in week one, whenever that may be, Texans at Chiefs is going to put on full display the bad moves that Bill O'Brien has made this year. I want to listen to me very carefully. Take the deed to your house (laughs) and put it in a desk drawer. (laughs) Then take every other dollar out of your wallet and put it on the Chiefs. I don't care what the line is. I don't care. It's plus 50. I don't care. The Chiefs are going to decimate this Texans team and put a spotlight on the whole Bill O'Brien mess. The real question that comes out of that is, will the Texans get better from that point on? I don't know. Probably not. No. All right. What else you got for me? Uh, So, as you know, the schedule is out. Mm -hmm. And... Within the first 12 hours of that schedule being out, yeah, ticket sales for those games, as opposed to last year, were up 234%. Now, I don't think they're going to be able to have fans. That was, that's where this was going. This, okay, this, site, this site listed the coronavirus risk by NFL team, depending where their stadium is. So like at the top, <laughs> at the top is the Giants and the Jets because they're New York. Is there a nuclear a nuclear radiation <laughs> symbol over the New York area? Uh, Patriots. We live there, folks. We know. <laughs> uh, next is the Patriots, the Bears, Ravens. Uh, kind of mid tiers: the Redskins, Colts, Broncos, and then it goes all the way down to the Raiders being having the safest place to have football. Yeah, because no one's in Vegas. The Texans are second safest. Go figure. That's because no one goes to Texans games. That's true. So my question is, would you, you saw the schedule, would you run out and buy tickets right now? No. 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 Absolutely not. Um, I don't even know if Kansas City gets near us this year. Hold on, I'm looking. Crap, did I just drop internet? Craig, can you still hear me? I can still hear you. Okay, it's not it's not the internet then it's my freaking browser. Hold on. Pulling up the Chiefs uh trying to pull up the Chiefs stuff. Well you said they play the go. Giants, right? They play well they they play the AFC East. Oh, they play everybody. And, yeah, so they'll be in they play the Jets and the Pats, but the Pats they're playing at home. They're at the Bills. The Jets are in Kansas City. 
which means right, so the closest the Meadowlands the Chiefs for the Giants. get to me, I'm looking to see. I think the closest, oh my God, the closest the Kansas City Chiefs will be to us up in Connecticut is the Ravens in Baltimore. Oh. Um, No. I would not buy tickets. I really want. I've really wanted to see a football game in Baltimore too. Have you ever been to the Baltimore Inner Harbor? I have not. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. Really? I, Baltimore gets a really bad rap because crime. Well, it's not a bad <laughs> rap. Yeah, because crime. Baltimore is a tale of two cities. It's poorly distributed. It is like it reminds me of Atlantic City. You've been to Atlantic City? Yeah. There's the boardwalk, there's the casinos, there's all the shops, there's the glitz and the glamour. If you go three blocks in from the shore, mm-hmm. you start to see a real city. You start to see some rundown buildings. You start to see what we see in every city in America. Baltimore is exactly that, except magnified 100 times. Oh, dear. If you start with your feet on the water and you walk 100 yards, you're like, this is beautiful. 200 yards, like, wow, what a charming city. 300, Wow. This is an interesting area. 400. Uh, <laughs> is there a 911 call box around? I mean, it, it just, it, it's one of those cities where the, the lines between, and I I'm, know I'm, I'm going social economic here, the lines between uh, the poor and the rich are very well defined. And the crime, you know, Baltimore police are everywhere in the Inner Harbor. They're nowhere outside of the Inner Harbor. It's just very well defined. So hmm. I've been to the Inner Harbor. I've been to two national sports con- collectors conventions down there. Um, both the ballpark and the football stadium are in right down by the water. I mean, They're the, very the Orioles Stadium looks really nice. I saw a game Camden there. Yards. Um, I saw a game. God, this is, this is how far it's going to date me. I was there one night. It was Ozzie Guillen got wow. thrown out in a spectacular fight with an umpire. What a shock. Uh, it was, obviously, it was a White Sox game, yeah. It, but the the game had to be paused for 10 to 15 minutes. And I remember it clearly because he came out to yell about a play, and it was so bad, the argument, that at one point the pitcher went into the dugout to get something. <laughs> And came back out, and the fight was still going on. It really? Lost already. Oh my god, it was brutal. I was there with Keith and the Source, and we were just like, and Keith was always like, "The pitcher's leaving. Where is he going?" Where? And he reached into the dugout for something, and he came back. I think he went to get bubble gum or, or tobacco or something. But he came back out like a second later, and Ozzy was still screaming. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. So, all right. Anyway. Um, no, but you should check it. I would not, I, I love that area. I would go down there. I would, I can't, I can't buy tickets right now for an event down there. I can't. No, I, I don't think you can I buy tickets for anything right now. So, so if you lived in Vegas or in Houston, would you, would you reconsider or would you just sit there and go, no, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Not this year. I don't think it is. I agree. I agree. The smartest thing the NFL can do is play these games in front of empty stadiums, pipe in crowd noise on the television feed, and just take their television money. Smartest thing they can do. I, yeah. And I don't even know if that's a good idea. I really don't. I don't know if that's a good idea. We are in completely uncharted territory here. 
When the, the last time we had a pandemic, the NFL was four teams, maybe six. <laughs> yeah, do you see you that? Know? I think it was a, it may have been a, it was a college game. It's this really old picture from when the Spanish flu was going around. And you saw these people, everyone in his stand with a mask on. Yeah. Watching a college game. You know what? If you're going to open the stadiums, that's got to be your giveaway. I think it has to be. Because they you know? said, I saw a thing saying they're going to do temperature checks when people come in and have people stand six feet apart that's waiting insane. to get in. But then it's insane. What it's do you do? Work. What do you do when you're inside? How do you Plus, how do you police that's that? That's what I said to my wife. That's what I said to my wife. Are you only going to sell every third seat in every third row? And take a hundred and twenty thousand capacity stadium and cut it down to like fifteen thousand people. Yeah. Twenty thousand. We're talking about one sixth of your normal capacity. At best. At best. It's not worth it. Yeah, because really then you know you know, especially people they're all gonna start crowding together and then you have no way to know if they came there together or not, and then it's just it's it's too much. I think. No, it's a, it's 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 a bad idea. It's a bad idea. They should just play the games in empty stadiums, protect the players as much as everybody else. So, yes. All right, moving on. Lots of news this week. Lots of news this week. Let's start with the. <laughs> All right. Let's Uh-oh. start with the Cowboys. Jerry Jones's Cowboys have mm-hmm. signed Andy Dalton. They did. He's from Texas. Play for TCU. I'm not even going to phrase this in a question. Craig, mm-hmm. analysis, go. Uh, this is called. This is this is Jerry Jones telling Dak to get his shit together. Because Jerry Jones doesn't have yes. time to wait around to win football games. Because I guarantee you, if Jerry Jones thought he could replace Zeke last year when Zeke was holding out, he would have. Yep. Without even thinking about it. Absolutely. So so he got a, I think, one-year contract that's like $7 million? So. It has been, I'm looking right now, I'm double-checking this. I am double-checking this. Stand by. According to my records, the last time the Dallas Cowboys appeared in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. was 1996. Wow. I'm I, I'm getting that information. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. That was Super Bowl Thirty. Twenty four Super Bowls have happened since then. <laughs> and Jerry For Jones is not happy. Not happy. And do you know who the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys was that year? Who was it? it was Barry Switzer. <laughs> nice. The MVP was Larry Brown, a cornerback. <laughs> Okay, it has been forever in term. I think Jerry Jones goes to bed at night and when he has nightmares, they're either about him being poor, Mm -hmm. people not using his name all the time, Mm -hmm. or people pointing out that the longest Super Bowl drought in history is the Dallas Cowboys. Is it? He's been lucky. Do you know there's still do you know the Detroit Lions have still never appeared in a Super Bowl, let alone won one? Wow, I never thought, you know, and they're one of the oldest teams. You would think they've at least have gone. 
Well, don't forget the Super Bowl era is only 50 some odd years old. Not even True. 50 some odd years old. What are we at? Uh, yeah, we are. Super Bowl 53 is what mm-hmm. the Chiefs won. So, but they haven't sniffed a championship in 53 years. What happens if Matt Stafford decides to go all universe this year and they win? Eyes are going to start to, people are going to start looking around. Yes. And you know who hasn't been there in over 20 years? Who? The Cowboys. Nope. <laughs> and he does not want that kind of attention. No. This is him saying no one is irreplaceable. Nope. He wants that to be super freaking clear to everyone on the roster. And Andy Dalton makes that very clear. It's a fiery, red-haired reminder <laughs> that your time in that uniform is brief. I know, and I think you and it said it. it's briefer. If I think you said it on our on uh, our thread that no one's bigger than the star. No on the one side of the is helmet. bigger than the star except <laughs> Jerry Jones himself. Right, because it's his star. It's Jerry Jones's star on Jerry Jones's helmet in Jerry Jones's stadium on Jerry Jones's team. Right. And don't any of you ever forget that? <laughs> and yes, this is absolutely. And I think also the of the bigger message is. I want a leader at quarterback. I want you to be a leader. I don't feel like you've been a leader. I think that's the bigger message. So yeah, if I'm if I'm Dak Prescott, I need to make a decision right now. I need to have a conversation with my agent about what my plan is. Am I going to be a good little boy or am I going to start holding out to these virtual OTAs like I said I was going to? Mhm. And have because parties at my house. Yeah. Frankly, He's not good enough. He's not good enough to pull this off. This is not a situation. If Zeke had decided, I am not going to give one inch, the Cowboys need to give in to my demands or else, he would have had a market after the season. They would have had to trade him. That's not the case with Dak. Dak is not this exceptional quarterback at any level. He hasn't won anything. He hasn't even gotten close. He has not even gotten close enough to fail like Tony Romo did every single time. Has he made it to the playoffs? Yeah. They were in the playoffs. Was it in the playoffs last year? Or no, were the they? Eagles won the division last year. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, he's been a play. I'm sure he's been in the playoffs. But that's the bottom line. Tony Romo fumbled a snap and screwed a playoff win. Tony Romo dated Jessica Simpson and screwed up a playoff win. <laughs> I, I still don't know how that works, but that's what people tell me. People that's, tell me that because that's Jessica happened. was there, that's, that's how that works. Happened. I don't know how that works. This is a clear and present threat to your status. Do not screw around with it. Uh, other news. Quincy and Dunn was done for the year. Let's just move on. Uh, I don't really talented guy. Really talented receiver. Hurt his neck. He just, Again? yeah, that's why he can't play. But so, is this new or is this so? What like happened was he ongoing? he hurt his neck, got surgery, missed a year, rehabbed, came back two two seasons ago. Time has kind of hmm. blended in my head. First regular season game, week one, he re-injured his neck. That's right, folks. He's going to have played one game out of the last 32 when all is said and done. And hasn't played since then, and now he's hurt again. He just, like, just the universe is saying to stop. 
playing football. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's and not like a six million. Yeah, it's not like a toe injury, and you're like, oh, I can work yeah. through it. It's your neck. Just, just stop. And by the way, he's got six million guaranteed this year. Really? <laughs> yep, six million guaranteed and a seven point eight million dollar cap. Hit. Yeah, dude, just, just stop. Take the money. <laughs> And he's got an injury guarantee. Oh, my God. <laughs> he has a smart agent. Well, he signed a big deal after 2018, a four-year, $33.4 million contract, he says, because 2018, the last, like, five games, he was on fire. They were like, this guy's the future of the Jets. So he's going to – they have to physically pay him $6 million. He counts $7.8 million against the cap, and in 2021 – $4.1 million of the 7.8, so more than half, over $4 million <laughs> is guaranteed for injury. So if he sits at home and does all the good little rehab things he's supposed to do, and this time next year in 2021, a doctor says, man, you got to retire. They've still got to pay him another $4.1 million. He has a smart he's gonna agent. Make, <laughs> he's going to make $10.1 million in two years for doing nothing but rehabbing. <laughs> yes. We're into, we are into Bobby Bonilla territory with that deal, folks. Really? We are, and we, the Mets still have to pay Bobby Bonilla, I think, another seven or eight years. I think so. Oh 1.3 million a year or something. Unbelievable. All right, well, Quincy and I was done. Moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Let's take a quick moment to recognize that um, it's Mother's Day this Sunday. It is. It is. Uh, my mother would not even know how to find this podcast by using her fancy iPhone. Um, spoiler alert. I actually programmed her phone to download the podcast automatically every week, and she still doesn't know how to listen to us. Well, at least so, she tried. Uh, sort of. I tried. She doesn't. But So, Craig, with... <laughs> The social distancing and everything, are you going to be able to see mom on Mother's Day? Are you sending a gift? What are you doing? Uh, no, we're sending her fancy, expensive cookies. Oh, from where? Luigi's isn't around anymore in our area. No, they're called uh, Moon Rock cookies. Are they being shipped or something? Shipped. Or are they somewhere else? Yep, they're okay. shipped. So they're, for those they're made and know, shipped. Those who don't know our area, Craig lived maybe a five to ten minute drive for most of his life from a small Italian bakery that was about as stereotypical as you could get run by like two old Italian women and an Italian man. Yes. And they made fantastic, authentic cookies. They were and good. And then I think in 2019, early 2019, been about a year. I think so. It was right yeah, after New Year's. Years. It was right after New Year's. It was right after the, 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 the Christmas of 2018, uh, New Year's 2019. Um, they just spontaneously just closed. Didn't tell anybody. Just put a sign up on the door. We're closed. Thank you. They did. And that was it. Now, they were there for like 40 years. I think even longer. Um, but now, I think the guy who owned it, or woman, or one of them, opened a pie company down the street from my old house. So you can get cannoli <gasps> pie. Oh, my God. I am not a cannoli guy. I am not a cannoli guy, which you would not think by looking at me, but I'm not a cannoli guy. But cannoli pie, particularly when I was assigned at um, my previous station and, and my current my current employer, but my previous station, we have multiple sites. 
cannoli pie could be used as currency. And <laughs> really? Like, like, not even like real currency too, but social currency. Hey, can you cover this shift? Oh man, I got two slices of cannoli pie. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, it, it was it was currency in that building. It was oh, people love a good cannoli pie. It is love good. It. it is good. So we are we are. I am making my world famous mac and cheese. And I am going to drive down to uh, Bridgeport and leave it at the front desk. With Fritz. Uh, with with Herr Fritz, yes. <laughs> He's a very lovely gentleman who has a very strong German accent, so we just assumed his name is Fritz. Um, we're going to leave him with we'll leave it with Fritz, and then I'm going to walk out into the foyer, call my mother, tell her to come down and get it at the apartment building and wave. I've already instructed her. She cannot approach me. If she does try to, if she does try to walk towards me as I'm standing in the foyer waving and blowing kisses, I will run like the Dickens out the fire exit and set off the alarms. <laughs> I'm not putting my mother at risk. I'm not <laughs> contagious. I don't think I have the disease. I ain't risking it. Fair point. Ain't risking it. So if you're a mom and you're listening to us, happy Mother's Day. If you're married to a woman who is a mother, tell them happy Mother's Day. And if you're the son or daughter of a mother, which would be amazing if you're not. <laughs> Call them and wish them their happy Mother's Day. And if they're not still with us, then say a prayer on their behalf. So, and and you know what? And, and I'm going to put this out there too. This goes to everybody out there who nurtures the upcoming race. If you are a caretaker and you don't have kids of your own, happy Mother's Day. Mothers are not just about giving birth. They're about the people who nurture us and make us grow. And that is why I celebrate every year I give my wife a gift because she essentially lives with a six-foot-tall, 45-year-old toddler. <laughs> and so she deserves a goddamn present and recognition on Mother's Day. Her yeah. present came today in the mail, and she was very excited. So, Oh, she has it All already. Right. Oh, yeah. I gave it to oh, her this okay. afternoon. It has been such a shit week in this house. No one has been in a good mood. The whole thing on Wednesday was like a last straw. I'm really shocked I didn't run out into the street naked screaming <laughs> off the top of my head. I was so angry about Wednesday. It's just sometimes stress just overwhelms you and the littlest thing can be the last straw and that's it. But I have good news. Yes. Although it might not be good news. Okay. <laughs> our dear our dear friend Frank Gore. Yes. Has signed. Mm-hmm. That's the good news. Yep. The bad news is he's a New York Jet. He is a Jet because they are going to go with a tandem running back plan. Is that so, the plan? Yes. They want to give Bell They want to give great. Bell rest in between plays. I just presumed this was the hey Le'Veon Bell, if you want to have a career after this year, you need to straighten up because this guy's twice your age and he does twice the work that you do kind of thing. No, but yeah, that's Adam. That's Adam Gase's plan. We'll see if it works. It's worked for other teams, so. You know, so Frank Gore is he... third on the all-time rushing list. Just saying. God damn it! This is gonna happen again. <laughs> it's gonna happen again. Do you know his it son? Like... His son's starting uh, college this year as a running back. In week four. <laughs> in week four, I'm gonna look at the metric and I'm gonna go tell me a guy who's got big upside and Frank a low salary. Gore. And the metric's gonna go use Frank Gore. And you're He's going to twenty two hundred dollars, and I've got him <laughs> slated for ten points. And I'm gonna go. You've got to be freaking kidding me! And I will put Frank Gore into exactly one lineup, and that lineup will cash instantly. <laughs> Probably instantly. 
the first play of the game, he will break off a 60-yard run for a touchdown. He'll be plus 12 on DraftKings. <laughs> I paid 2200 for him, and I'm sitting at 5x. Yep. And then the next week, his salary will be 7800 And because yeah, Exactly. And because I used him, I was able to afford Patrick Mahomes, Julio Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, <laughs> and Rob Gronkowski all in the same lineup because yep. I only spent 2200 bucks on, on Frank Gore. It's going to happen. Every year, this will be our fourth year of doing this publicly, our fifth year of doing it overall, right? Uh, Every yes. year, I have had the conversation with Craig, this is the entitled, this is the week to use Frank Gore. And every single time, we have cashed big on that day. Frank Gore is it, it never the failed. key. <laughs> Frank Gore is my brokeback mountain. I, Frank, I need you to retire for my <laughs> own well-being. Not only yours, I need you to retire for mine. Do me a solid. What if it's what if his, happen? What if his plan is to stay in the league until his son gets drafted? Then we are going to be making money for a long time to come. <laughs> Because it happens every year. There's three times a year the metric says, go ahead and use him. And that first time, he cashes every goddamn time because he's super cheap. He's super cheap. And I'm sitting there saying right now in May, we will be having this conversation in October. And I will say, do you remember back in May, I warned you all there was going to be a week where I told you to use Frank Gore. This is that week. It's going to happen. It happens every goddamn year. And then he goes up to 4000 Like Craig said, he they triple his salary the next week, and he does nothing the rest of the season. But that one week. <laughs> that one week is a good week. If you find that one week, you can you can retire on that one week. So I, I, I haven't looked at it, but I guarantee if I went back and looked at the metric, because I keep the metric every year. I keep all those numbers in a spreadsheet just tucked away. I guarantee those would be our best. If I looked at the 2019 – Where's the week that Craig and I made the most money? I guarantee it's a week we use Frank Gore. <laughs> guarantee it without looking at it. And yep. if I went back to 2018, I'd say the same thing. So, thank you, Frank. Um, what is this nonsense about Marcus Mariota in Vegas? Can you fill me in? I have not heard about this. He may start. Is he may true? start. Have you heard this? I've heard rumors that the competition for a quarterback is going to be more competitive than everyone thought. Because Are you s- yes, yeah, yep. Because Mr. Gruden chews through quarterbacks, and if you don't do exactly what he wants, how he wants it, they're probably not going to last that long as a quarterback for him. So you don't think this is an effort to scare Derek Carr? I think it. I, mean the- I think it is, but I think Carr should realize that Gruden is going to change him, like when the wind blows. Yeah. If he thinks he has to. You're down. He's going to be down 24 points at halftime, and Carr's going to have two or three picks, and all of a sudden, halftime is going to come out Marcus Mariota, which is not the answer. No. That's not going to make things better. I guess depending what the question is, yes. Yeah. Like, who's the other quarterback for the Raiders? (laughs) I I could not even tell you off the top of my head. It's probably probably like Matt Leinart or somebody. Who knows? I have no idea. Um I'll look it up. Hold on. All right. But no, that, that's not that's not when that happens, it's not going to be a move to save a game. It's going to be a move to put note put him on notice. Oh, it's Nate Peterman. Really? Oh. Remember him? 
Hey, in... I started like three games in San Francisco, Peterman? Yeah. Wasn't he in Buffalo too? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. He's like Fitz Magic, but without the magic. <laughs> wow. I... Nelson Aguilar is in Vegas? I totally forgot that. And speaking of quarterbacks, do you? Yeah. how do you feel about this statement? The Bears said they believe in Trubisky, but... They didn't pick up his fifth-year option. How? That's very telling. How does that go together? It doesn't. Which reminds me, I have to check our dynasty league. <laughs> because the guy who has Mitch Trubisky has been very public that he is on the block, and we offered him something. Oh, he still hasn't acted right. on it. I don't think he's seen it. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's they have no faith in Trubisky, which is why the guy in Dynasty is trying to move him. He thinks Foles is going to be the starter. Um, I don't know that Foles is going to be the starter. I really don't. But I, I think it's the same sort of situation as as Vegas. It's a very, very short um, leash. Yeah. I mean, right now, if you go on ESPN, Trubisky is listed as the starter and Foles is listed as the number two. Uh, it's a very short leash. Very short. So, yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but I think, what is this now? I'm getting a breaking news from ESPN. Okay, wait a minute. Uh Oh, oh, this is college. I'll read that later. Okay. It's something about the Big East. It's probably something about the Big East will not proceed to bring UConn back in, which just (laughs) would drive me nuts. But um, yeah, no, I I think, I think the bears, the bears. So we're not going to get to the, the, the big research I did this week because we're actually – we're only a few minutes from out of time. But ESPN did a whole article on asking hometown NFL Nation reporters. So their own reporters on their own local beats look at the schedule after it came out and tell me what they're going to do. And the Bears guy said seven and nine. Really? This is the hometown reporter <laughs> is saying they are two games under five hundred. It's a matter of time. It really is a matter of time before they try to move away from Trubisky. And, you know, I, but the problem is the problem is Foles isn't the answer. A lot of places are making moves, in my opinion. They're looking for the next Ryan Tannehill. Yes. They're looking, they're looking for the guy who's going to Fitzpatrick or Tannehill. Mariota is not going to run in and save your team. Nick Foles is not going to run in and save your team. And yes, I know he did it once. He's not going to do it again. It's not going to happen. That was the lightning struck in a bottle. Do I have to say the name? Jeff Hosteller. (laughs) Remember Jeff? There, I said it. Remember him? He won a goddamn Super Bowl when Phil Simms got hurt. He did. What did he do after? Can you even remember what team signed him after that? Uh, Giants, Raiders, uh, I don't know. He went to the Raiders, right? Yeah. It's the Raiders. Uh, yeah, it was the Raiders. Yes. He went to the Raiders and they ended up on the Redskins in 97 and retired after two seasons. Yeah. The only thing he, the only thing he did was he led the Raiders to a big win over the Denver Broncos, 42-24 the year he got there. Not every guy who comes off the bench and wins one, two big games. And I get it. Foles led them through the entire playoffs in Philly. But Doug Peterson, he's a different kind of coach. A lot of the schemes he ran, people hadn't seen before. It was great. But you can't expect that every single game. 
You can't. That's Which true. Which brings up one more question I wanted to ask you. Yes. So we got a we got an email from uh, an old neighbor of mine who listens, uh, Jeff. He wants to know what we think about Jalen Hurts and what it means for the franchise going forward. So I didn't get send this to you in advance, so I'm putting you on the spot. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts drafted by Philadelphia. What does this mean for the short term and the long term in Philadelphia? What do you think? Uh, short Is he insurance? Term, Is he the future? Uh, I think both, because I don't okay. know who their other backup is. I'm on it. <laughs> Keep talking. Carson, Carson's a good quarterback, clearly, but mm. he has an injury history. Like, he had a cracked vertebrae. You know, he had shoulder issues. I think, what is his knee? What was it, their injury? So he's clearly... I don't even remember. He's he has an injured shoulder. past. And I think they're looking at it, well, we need someone because clearly, probability-wise, he's probably going to get hurt again. And then what are they going to do? So I think they have to look at it as it's A, his uh, insurance, but B, given that injury history, they probably don't know long how, how long he's going to play, especially after Andrew look, uh, Luck just retired, you know, when no one was expecting it. I personally loved this pick. Loved it. I think um I think I think you're absolutely right. I think it's a combination of Wentz has not been healthy. When he has been healthy, he's shown flashes of greatness, but not sustained greatness. They're looking they they want pressure on Wentz. This is just to me this is the same thing as when Alex Smith was in Kansas City and drafted Patrick Mahomes. They brought in a big, strong guy, and they said – now, Smith was quite a few years older than Wentz is right now. But still, um, Wentz this – is, this is – the future is behind you. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to step up or are you going to be – are you going to prove that we do need to make a change? And a lot of teams have done this. Rodgers was drafted in Green Bay while Favre was still at the, on the back end of his prime. And Favre was very upset about it. I don't think Wentz is upset, but this is a message. The only per- and Michael Wilbon loves to say this: the only person, the only undefeated person in the universe is Father Time. Don't mess with it. Get out ahead of it, and that's what they're trying to say. Now, that being said, I think this is what I'd like to call Nate Sudfield insurance, because <laughs> Nate Sudfield is still the number three there, and they do not want to put Nate Sudfield on the field again. They want to put Jalen Hurts out there. But Carson Wentz has to be careful. If he goes out for injury, we may never see him in an Eagles outfit before. I think this is a brilliant move. I think if Wentz stays healthy, he has trade value. He has value on the open market. And if Jalen Hurts is your future, then you roll with Jalen Hurts. That's what I think about it. Honestly, I think that I, I think it was a great move by Philadelphia. I mean, Philadelphia has youth in a lot of the other areas. Miles, they still have a problem. Let's be honest. They have a problem with running back. Miles Sanders is their leading running back. Boston Scott is not a feature back. Corey Clement is not a feature back. Elijah Holyfield needs to see the field at all. Yes. But I had high hopes got for weapons. Him. <laughs> if Alshon Jeffrey can learn how to catch the ball, if Deshaun Jackson can stay on the football field, same thing with Marquise Goodwin, Greg Ward is not that bad, and you still have Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. 
You have pass Dallas. catchers. You have weapons on this team. It's doable, but you've got to have the QB spot locked down. That is probably as, as mid-range as I consider all of these guys I just listed to be. None of them are like an all-star. Like, I'm not taking Deshaun Jackson or Alshon Jeffrey or uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who I just butchered his name, I'm sure. Um, I'm not taking any of those guys over Tyreek Hill. I'm not taking Miles Sanders over even a reduced Damian Williams. But, you know, these guys aren't bad. This is a team that can win in a very bad division. Very bad. If yeah, their biggest, their biggest competition is Dallas. Dallas. And that place is on fire. They're, they're fighting. They're fighting with their QB. They're bringing in capable guys to back him up. Andy Dalton didn't sign in Dallas to be a backup the rest of his career. He smells blood in the water. Yeah. Blake Bortles did the same thing last year. Blake Bortles. Haven't done the voice <laughs> in a while. Deb's very upset. Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. Deb doesn't like when we do the Blake Bortles voice. Bortles did not go to L.A. to be the backup. Bortles went to L.A. because Goff had been injured the year before, and he sensed an opportunity to get another opportunity to start if the worst should happen. Yes. Dalton is looking at the situation and going, established franchise, really good offense. I might be, if things don't go well with Dak, I might be able to re, re, uh, resuscitate my career here. Yeah. That's what he's looking at. That's oh, and correction, it was a $3 million deal with incentives up to $7 million. For who? Dalton? Dalton. Yeah, so again, his salary will literally potentially double if he gets onto the field. <laughs> yes. <laughs> People don't say, you don't go to work, Craig, and say, all right, I'll work for $10 an hour, but if I sell 50 iPhones, I get 20 an hour. Right. People don't do that. People don't do that. We all have incentives at work. I have incentives in my my business too. If I have a certain number of investigations, I get them done under a certain amount of time, things like that. But they're not they would be small, tiny little bonuses. They're not tied to my salary. In football, their performance bonuses really set those expectations high. You don't sign as a backup for three million and then say, "Well, but I've got seven million. So if anything happens to Dak, that's the kind of deal you sign when you think you're going to get on the field." And at this rate, there's a chance, (laughs) and there's a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. So we're out of time because I got to go eat dinner. We have another scheduled event, Craig and I, in about forty minutes. Another happy hour. (laughs) My God. Did you ever? I, I remember when we used to actually have time alone, and I don't even remember that anymore. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Final thoughts. What do you got for me? Uh, final thoughts is things are slowly backing, or not backing up, opening up. I would just say uh, exercise caution. So don't and like everyone rush out to, you know, sit outside at a restaurant or get your hair cut or whatever. That is absolutely where I am going to. That was my final thought this week. Well, actually, no. So Craig covered that. Yeah, be safe, everybody. Because a place opens doesn't mean you have to go there. And the um, the pull of it and the attraction of it is going to be really strong, given the fact that most of us have been stuck inside of our houses for over a month. I've been working at home since March 18th. March 18th is when my boss told me, Stop coming to the office, take up everything you need to work from home, and go work from home. So it's been 
two months. It'll be over two months that it, I have not been able to like live what air quotes a normal life. I am not rushing out. I am not rushing out. By the way, Craig, quick aside, and I'll yeah. do my final thought. My final thought will be something different. Um, did you know they're opening a Flipside Burgers here in Milford? I did not. Not only are they opening it, I walked by the other day. It has a patio, and they oh. were working on it. Oh. They were working on like 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 construction crews were outside working on the restaurant. Hmm. So it's it's a five minute walk from my house. Well, that's a good sign. You know where Archie's is? Yes. It's in the building behind Archie's. Oh, okay. So yeah. So get ready for that, because we'll be we'll be hitting that up. I know how much you love that burger place. It is a, it's good. They're good burgers. It is good. Very good. All right, so my final thought is just um it goes along kind of a little bit with what Craig was saying. We're all still stuck at home. We're, we're hopefully slowly starting to open up and we'll be out a little bit more frequently. Um, today is May 8th, but that means May 4th was this week, which has become like the unofficial Star Wars holiday. If yes. you have not seen it yet, uh, Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker is now available on Disney+. Plus. If you do not subscribe to Disney+, Plus and you have kids – you're making a huge mistake. <laughs> Everything Disney does is essentially on this platform. And all of the Marvel movies, Marvel, sorry, I said Marvel there, Marvel movies, and now all of the Star Wars movies. All of them. And a whole bunch of Fox stuff as well. And a whole, yes, oh yeah, all the Simpsons episodes are on there too. I have a, a sister-in-law who has a three-year-old and a two-year-old. And I said to her, do the free week trial of Disney Plus. Open it up. Do the free week trial. Eh, it's like $80 a year. Just run the goddamn free week. They <laughs> subscribe you know. after they upgraded subscribe after day three. Nice. I, I shit s- you not. I was gonna say if you have Verizon and you have an unlimited data plan with them, you get Disney Plus for free. For free. So then you the don't have an excuse. First off, for me, the Mandalorian alone was worth eighty dollars a year. Yes, I, they I just uh, the they just did the behind the scenes. I haven't watched it yet, but that, it's going to be like a four part series. They're gonna they're gonna focus on a different part. The first episode's all about directing, but there's going to be one about the arts, and there's going to be one about the scene setup. There's going to be like all this behind the scenes stuff. Hmm. I, there better be one about the animatronics behind Baby Yoda. There I hope better. so. And I know he's called the child. Don't email me. Um, Do you know? Originally, he was gonna be he was gonna be CG. Oh no! And what's his name? Oh, I forgot his name. The guy that that hires the Mandalorian. Originally. Oh, um, Warner Herzog. Yes, he actually got mad when he said it was gonna be. They said it was gonna be CG, and convinced them to change it to a puppet. I also heard that the first day on set, and that would that kind of explains my story a little bit too. His first day on set, one of the first things he wanted to do after he got done was makeup was see the child. <laughs> and the word on the, it was like, I want to see, I want to see it, I want to see the child. And the rumor was he had to go back into makeup because he actually got teary eyed at what a great job they had done with it. <laughs> that he was like, and and he was the first one to say, oh my god, the world is gonna love this thing. The world is going to fall in love with this puppet. 
and they were like, Warner, you're crying. You need to go back into makeup. You can't. <laughs> you're supposed to be a minion of the Empire and cold-hearted. You can't. You can't be welling up with tears. <laughs> and so, that, I mean, that's the rumor. But that makes a lot of sense that he was the one who kind of talked them into that. I've said it before, and I, 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 I'll say it again. John Favreau walked into the studios, and they said, "What's your idea?" And he held up a picture of Baby Yoda, and the response from the Disney execs was to put a cartoon-style bag with a dollar sign on it on the table and go <laughs> take this. Essentially, because it, it was it, it's oh, but it's so again. My final thought: if you're not if you have not subscribed to Disney Plus yet, if you have kids, or if you're a Marvel fan and you don't have all the movies sitting on Blu-ray, or if you're a Star Wars fan, it's all there. Subscribe to freaking Disney Plus. It is absolutely worth the money. Absolutely worth it. It is. So, leave us a review wherever you listen to us on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher FM, on Player FM, uh, all the other places we are because we're on 75 different platforms. Reach out to us. I don't do the Twitter so much these days because social media makes me want to punch a wall, but you can always reach us at fignutsdfs at gmail.com. You can tweet us at fignutsdfs. We will respond to you as soon as we see it. It just might be a day or two. And, of course, we're on Facebook at the Football Fignuts Podcast. Uh, We'll be back next week. Hopefully something else will happen. Maybe next week we'll talk about these predictive outcomes that are all over the uh, ESPN page. Where people, spoiler alert, Uh if I had to ask you right now, what's the record of the 2020 L.A. Chargers, what would you say? Put a number on it. Seven and nine. Seven and nine. The guy from ESPN says they're 10 and six and they're in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see it. The source took one look at that and went, the Chargers? Really? (laughs) So we'll talk about all that stuff next week. In the meantime, stay safe. Um... Practice social distancing. Be good to yourselves and others. Until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. <laughs>